Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Ming Chen from AMC's Comic Book Ben. You're listening to the Jay and Silent Bob Minute. Dueling Genre. Welcome to the Jay and Silent Bob Minute, where we are covering Mall Rats one minute at a time. Today we are covering Minute 115, which is quite possibly the greatest How I Met Your Mother Minute of all time. I'm Jeff Ferry. And I'm Chris Derkach. And we are, we've already concluded one relationship and we're kind of starting to wind down relationship number two. Yeah. This is, we're, uh, we're exiting at this point. Yes, we are. We have our turn signal on and we are heading for the exit yeah. lane. Yeah. Um, Either you're upset that the movie's over or you're mercifully heading towards the exit. You're one of those things. <laughs> oh, I, I'll give, I mean, Mall Rats, at least their wrap up's not super long. Like, uh, we, we don't have a Lord of the Rings 45 minute six ending thing going on here. No, you're right. I mean, we basically wrapped up uh, TS last minute. We're going to get most of these guys this minute, then we'll start doing some other stuff later in the week. But we get rid of Gilt this minute, too, I think. I know. It's sad to see Gilt. Yeah, this minute Gil. starts with Smiling Renee and ends with Unoriginal and Uninspired, <laughs> which I think is one of our uh, notes on Apple Music, if I remember correctly. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of our feedbacks. One of our... Five stars, Unoriginal and Uninspired. <laughs> <laughs> hey, as long as you leave five stars, you can say whatever you want. Yeah, the minute begins with uh, Shannon Doherty standing in front of the bank of TVs they're off, you know, kind of in her supervillain pose. Yeah, yeah. Thankfully, Affleck was already gone by the time this minute started. Um, I do like when you said this is the end of Gil, and it is. He has finally gotten up from his seat where he sat all last week yeah. during all the chaos. <laughs> but uh, when he walks by Brody, Brody gives him like a nice little slap on the back and like a nice big smile. Yeah, like they're buddies. Yeah. Well, I mean, as much as he bro- broke uh, Gil's balls, I don't think he he doesn't hate Gil or anything. He's just like, ah, that's what I do. He's on a total high right now, too. He's loving him. He's loving life at this point. Oh, I mean, yeah, he's at the craps table, and he's won fucking 15 in a row, and, yeah. like, half-naked ladies are blowing on his dice. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's got the lucky streaks of all lucky streaks going on. Yeah. So- I see that the, the microphone has been abandoned in the middle of the stage. I guess Art James just left it there. He dropped the mic. I see yeah. it, too, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he faded away like a... An old game show Jedi or something. <laughs> like a Jedi. That's what I was going to say, too. <laughs> Where's his cloak? His cloak should be laying next to it. <laughs> and then he looks in the crowd, which has emptied out, of course, for some reason. Nobody hung around to see what kind of craziness would happen afterwards. They just barreled out of there, too. They just kind of get up and lumbered out of there. <laughs> nah. Well, yeah, you know, you do what you got to do. <laughs> yeah, and who's standing in the crowd? Is that Steven Seagal? It just looks like... Ponytail. <laughs> what, from the back? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why, because it's a ponytail? No, because it's it's not somebody that's 275 pounds. <laughs> well, it's from, you know, a low angle, so it looks she looks a lot bigger than she really is. Listen, there is no angle quite that low. <laughs> and uh, I think Steven Seagal weighs even more than that now, because I've seen him not too long ago. He's pretty heavy. <laughs> oh, my God. He's terrifyingly big now. Oh, <laughs> oh, you didn't see the one picture that I put up, or I stole it from somewhere on the internet. It was a picture of him uh, in Russia with like his hair all slicked back, and it said he looks like the first villain in GoldenEye. Oh, no, I didn't. <laughs> the guy sitting on the toilet you kill in the GoldenEye video game. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, I know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> he looks just like him now. <laughs> You're going to have to put it side by side up there. <laughs> well, I mean, he was super crazy 25 years ago, and things have not gotten better. No, yeah, he's always been crazy. I mean, he made uh, one good movie, maybe like three other watchable movies, and that was pretty much it. Well, in the in the nineties and, and like late eighties, it was action. It didn't matter if it was good. Yeah, well, if you've ever seen his fighting style, is interesting too. I'm just like, I'm gonna stand here 
you're going to throw a punch at me and I'm going to do some sort of weird punching on your wrists and then like <laughs> slap you in the neck because I don't have a lot of like lateral movement. His was a lot of blocking. Like he would let them come at him and block, 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 block. And then he'd do something. It was weird. Yeah. And then he'd like choke you out or slam your face into yeah. something. But I mean, some of his, like, what was it? Out for justice, hard to kill. Like they were some late night cable watches. Like, yeah. ah, whatever. This is something. Under Siege was a legitimately pretty good movie. I think that's the um, only one I really remember is Under Siege. Um, Executive Decision is a legitimately good movie, but he ain't exactly the star of it. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that one. It's a Kurt Russell movie where they have terrorists on the plane. No, I definitely did not see that one. Oh, yeah, you gotta, you gotta go check that one out. Uh, I'll tell you nothing else about it, except for, obviously, Kurt Russell and Steven Seagal are in it. Right there. I mean, are you not sold already? Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I have no problem watching that. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Chris will report back to us, hopefully, by the end of the year. Let us know what he thought of Executive Decision. We'll see. We're getting pretty close to the end here, so we'll find out. Well, you got time in your hands. <laughs> So, um, Brody asks her, did you see that shit you call that romance? You're comparing your normal relationship with somebody who is a pederast. Yeah, yeah, I don't understand where, where he was going with that. Did he think that's like, isn't our relationship better than this man having sex with a child? <laughs> well, yes, it is, but... <laughs> I mean, anything he could say against, you know, Ben Affleck's character, I guess he's going to say it, too, because he hates his guts, so... I guess, but it's like... Aren't I a better guy than BTK? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, but like, that's the lowest of low bars. <laughs> and she does say that... What did she say that's illegal? I, I always thought she said it was a felony, but I, I don't know. I, I must have just misremembered that. Yeah, she said I call that illegal. I mean, she may say felony in um, the original cut. I mean, the, the, I don't think so. I think I got a Mandela moment going on here <laughs> where I'm remembering something didn't really happen. <laughs> Bernstein Bears, Bernstein Bears. Um, I will say this. Their getting back moment uh, plays much truer to me than T.S. and uh, Brandy's did. Yeah. Where they're like, uh, yeah, we had this. And now we're back together. We're getting married. Where theirs is like real awkward. Right. She's like, what do we do next? And he stumbles through like. <laughs> well, I wonder if you're well, busy tomorrow night. <laughs> yeah. You want to come over to my house? And yeah. This doesn't even have to be a relationship getting back together. This can be how your conversation is if you've had a huge fight. Right. And now you're just trying to desperately talk about something that will get you back on common ground. <laughs> well, he you does know. say, meet my mother, which he should have said, you know, a year ago. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> See, the problem is when you have something like meeting your mother or meeting your friends, if you wait too long to do that, it starts becoming a big deal. Oh, yeah. And the other person starts wondering why it's not happening. Like, if it's two, three dates, and then they meet your friends, and then shortly after they meet your, your parents or whoever, it's not a big deal. It's just right. like, whatever. It's just... But if you wait... Six months. Well, it also longer. it also gets awkward for the parents too because they start asking, "Am I ever going to meet this girl? Like, what do, what's the matter with this girl? Do you don't want to bring? Yeah, like why are you hiding this girl? Yeah. yeah. And then you know, if you're me, you start playing into that and you start playing on your parents' fears. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, I I'm afraid to bring her here. There could be problems. And then just let them think about what that might mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you wouldn't like her anyway. No, nah, you wouldn't like her. She says, you know, she's not she's not what you're looking for in a girl. <laughs> Just to see where you can get their mind wandering to. <laughs> and then just like you leave a picture of like, you know, somebody from like a, an Aliens movie or something with like cyberpunk hair and stuff. Like let, you just leave that laying around. <laughs> you leave a picture around it from a couple of the women from Thunderdome. Yeah. <laughs> Shaved heads. <laughs> well, she looks nice. <laughs> like, are you looking at stuff in my room? No, no. <laughs> Like I, he he does try to quickly lower expectations. Like you can come meet my mother. I don't I don't know if she's gonna like you. Right. I don't know if she's gonna like you, but 
But I mean, unless you've talked her up or she says something stupid, she should start at least on the side of hopefully liking you. Well, the way he talked about his mom before, I think she doesn't like anybody. He was scared to even let her, you know, he was making her hide under the bed in the hotel room. Yeah, but how much of that was the mother and how much was him? Yeah, he seems pretty crazy. (laughs) (laughs) He's selling plasma. I mean, the problem is his living situation has not changed. Right. I mean, we're going to find out later this week he's going to fall into some job. But as of this point, this man has no prospects at all. Yeah, I I don't know what he, you know, what his future held for him. He wasn't going to college or anything like that. Like clerks, we everyone picked on Dante about having no direction or no anything. But the man had a full-time job. Wasn't anything to write home about, but it was a job. He was at least working. He wasn't selling yeah. plasma and thinking about selling a, what was he saying, an eye? <laughs> was it a kidney? It I don't remember. Kidney? It was something. I forget. It was something, though. Either way, it's, it's not a sustainable source of income. No. All right. And then he moves in for the kiss. Um, which kiss do you prefer, TS or Brody? Uh, I'm in on the Brody one because it's done. It's you know, it's it's in and out. It's not like that. TS went two minutes. Um, they also have a more usual movie kiss where she turns her head to the side. Yeah. So you can't see them. So I don't have to watch. But lip and mouth action. You know what's odd about it is he's so much taller than her. He look he like envelopes her when he puts his arms around her. It's weird. Oh yeah, I guess maybe they don't have the height difference between um. The right. other two? T.S. and Brandy. Yeah, Claire Fulani and Jeremy London. Maybe they yeah. don't have the height difference. Right. No, they come running up. They're not even close to the height difference. <laughs> All right. Well, Claire Fulani is 5'5". Five five, so what do you think Jeremy London is? I thought, I you thought said, he was like 6'1". Yeah, I thought you said 6'6". Six, six yeah. But even... Well, then happen now. He can't be. I don't know. Does she have heels on? Oh, he's 5'11". He's 5'11". Then what's... I guess um, Brody's 6'2". Six 6'3". Six yeah, he's 6'2". Okay. I know everyone on the internet is dying to know how tall Shannon Dart is. She's 5'4". Five 5'4". Four. Five four. She's a munchkin. So, that's quite a difference. <laughs> I mean, he's 10 inches taller than her. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big difference. Which I know that has actually hurt guys in the acting field because obviously most women are shorter. Most actors are pretty short. So, like, if you're a tall guy, it used to be difficult to get work. It's not. I guess it's not as bad anymore. Well, I guess you look funny, right? Because everybody's kind of small. Yeah, like I listened to, I think it was John Lithgow's uh, autobiography, and he talked about it. He like he's six four. Oh, okay. And he's like, so it's tough to be the lead. He's like, it's tough to be the leading man when your leading lady is five four. He's like, you don't look like oh. on a team. He's like, in real life, it doesn't matter. He's like, but he's like, you get they're doing blocking, and you're a foot taller than her. I don't know. In real life, sometimes it does matter. My father in law is six six, and my mother in law is five two. <laughs> and it's sometimes it's like, oh, my God, I, like he's so much taller than it looks crazy. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> but it's not like you don't have now. But imagine when you have to set up like pictures of them and stuff. Right. You get, here, get it's on this like, box. <laughs> yeah. You, you lean down. You stand on this apple crate. Yeah. <laughs> which if you're ever aware of it, you'll notice it in movies and TV sometimes. Like you'll be watching the X-Files and you're watching Scully and Mulder talking to each other eye to eye. And you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. Why? Is this How, They're yeah. not the same height. Yeah. Yeah, because she's literally standing on an apple box. Right, but they did that with Tom Cruise a lot too, right? Uh, I don't talk about Tom Cruise. He's oh, always yeah. he's listening. That's true. Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm full of feetins. I don't, I I don't mean to bring him up. <laughs> well, let's look his height up and see which one they list. The one he says or the real height. <laughs> they have been 5'7", which is honestly not short. No, I'm, I think I'm 5'8", five, 5'9", five, so I'm, I feel like I'm not short. So Well, he catches hell because it must have been a thing with him because, like... He, I think he wears lifts a lot and that type of thing. I, and everyone, I believe we discussed this before, every woman he married was taller than him. Right. So you think it bothers him. 
it seems like it because it didn't bother you, then why would you care? Right. Uh, I'm not going to look this up or check on it, but I was under the impression, at least I was told, when he was in Top Gun at that point, uh, by Navy regulations, he was too short to be a fighter pilot. <laughs> oh, really? Now, when I was in, there, there was, some of that stuff still existed, but you could waiver pretty much anything. Like, you could be too short, but then if you could prove you could reach everything you had to, you could still do it. Right. Now's the treat. like... You can't have one of our pilots was like six six. I was like, "How the hell does he get a cockpit?" <laughs> Is it true? Listen, I, I'm six feet tall, and I thought it was pretty snug. Uh, yeah, I mean, they look like they don't look. It doesn't look like a nice fit in them. 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 Pi- no. What are they? It, there's nowhere to go. <laughs> <laughs> now, is it true? It's like it's like sit in your car. Okay. Except right where your like console is in the middle. Put a wall there. <laughs> oh, right, right. That's all you got. That's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. No, that doesn't sound like fun at all. And now sit there for, I don't know, four hours, six hours, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> now, now for five minutes, I've been trying to ask a question, and I haven't gotten it out yet. Um, there, is it true you're not allowed to wear glasses? You can't have glasses? No, you've got to be able to correct your vision to 20-20. Okay. So you can be, cause the I, only thing you can't do is you have to have color vision. I, I only said I was done. I didn't want to ask anymore, but um, when you cut me off 10 times. I didn't want to edit out every time I said, is it true? Is it true? So I had to make sure I finished that off. <laughs> you should have just left it. Everybody's like, what was true? What was true? <laughs> well, you have to have color vision. Is that what you said? Yes. Oh, you color can't... vision is the one you cannot be. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Because you have to be able to see the colors of the lights on the plane. So you can't. They're get... red and blue. So you know which direction they're going. You could just get corrective lenses for that, right? No, you cannot. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> Um, so, what do you think about uh, TS and Brandy running out here? It, like they're they're footloose and fancy free suddenly. It, it almost reminds me of like something from The Wizard of Oz. The way they come running out, it's really <laughs> weird. Really weird. And they grab them and they kind of spin them around. Yeah, it's just maybe they have this relationship, but it seems out of character for them. Yes, it really does. Like I'm led to believe that the way that they act, it's like the girls are only passingly familiar with the other guys, right? Like, she knows who Brody is, but it's not like they're tight and hang out and have game night. No, it didn't seem like that at all. Now it does. Now it seems like they're, you know, a foursome. Yeah. There's <laughs> something I, I needed to think about. <laughs> so he does squeeze in a, uh, you want a cookie? Yeah. <laughs> you can barely hear it. He's buying. Is that what he says? He want uh, a cookie. And then, of course, we end the minute with Svenning begging forehead <laughs> to let him do it again. <laughs> it was just a warm-up. Please, please, please. He's grabbing yeah. his hand. He's pulling on him. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'll give this guy this. This guy's an actor I've never heard of. We looked him up. He's pretty much a nobody. This guy lands a couple good lines, though. Oh, yeah. When he's just like, the show is a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> this is horrible. So he's finally saying what we've been saying for, like, what, three, four weeks? Right. Of, like, this, this, it's obviously a dating game ripoff and a shitty one. Yeah, it's not even a good one. And he says less racy. I think you should have made it more racy if you're going to put it on there because it's terrible. Yeah, he calls it unoriginal and uninspired. Yeah. Both of which are true. And he's getting ready to talk about his favorite part of the show, but that's next week. Cliffhanger. Yeah, it is. Next, yeah. It's not next week. It's Wednesday. Oh, well, it's Wednesday, yeah. Come on. Pull your head out. <laughs> what was that? Oh, I'm looking. I got notes here. The song was broken by Belly. The sound, from I the remember sound- Belly. Yeah, I remember Belly a little bit. From the soundtrack of Mallrats. They also, their newest video came out uh, the 22nd of February. It's called This Human- Year? Yeah, Human Child, 2019. Well, it's well known that I know absolutely nothing about music, so. Yeah. Well, sure. I mean, I remember Belly. I do remember. I don't remember the song. I don't know what song I remember him for, but. Yeah, I, I know I've heard the name for it. Just probably just late 90s stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. They probably wandered across my vision at some point. Well, this um, soundtrack is like a hit list of 90s anyway. Well, I, especially early on, I feel like Kevin was really into that. Grungy, kind of. 
Well, and bands, a lot of bands that were popular, but not super popular, or a couple bands he got right before they hit big. Right, right. Like, he or someone in his circle knew what they were looking for. Yeah. And found some decent stuff. Yeah, so David Letterman's on the phone, Svenning still covered in a sheen of sweat. <laughs> so, uh, and Brody, of course, has a big, you know, shitting grin on his face. What happened? Do you think they spray him down like a wrestler before he goes before? They have shoots? to. Yeah. Just like, all right, they probably come out, clean them all off, and then go, all right, spray him down again. I got him paused. He even looks pale. I got it paused on his face right now, begging. He looks, he looks sick. He really does. Uh, yeah, he does. Rooker, yeah. Rooker is, he is making it happen. Yeah. I mean, I know we've talked about it a lot, but it's hard to overstate how good he is in this movie. Yeah. He is one of the, I mean, he is the most experienced professional actor in this movie by far. Definitely. I mean, even people who are acting a lot, like Shannon Doherty, obviously has the resume because she's on Beverly Hills 90210, but she's not big in movies. No, yeah. Jeremy London was in a handful of things. Jason Lee's in like one thing before this. Claire Forlani's really in nothing. I, I just mean, I just watched Henry Portrait of Serial Killer the other day for the first time. I never saw it. What'd you think? Uh, it was good, but it was very odd. Like the way it ends and stuff, it's very strange. I haven't seen that movie in probably twenty years. Well, I think I did see it before, but I watched it like it might as well have been the first time because I didn't remember any of it. I saw. I know I saw it when I was. I mean, back in the late eighties when all we did was watch horror movies at my house. Yeah. Because I can remember. I can remember exactly what the cover of that VHS looks like. Oh, okay. It's just him staring in the mirror. Uh, the end was weird. I mean, just a whole. It seemed like he had like a problem with sex or something. I I, I was trying to like. Are you the, telling me a serial killer had some sexual issues? <laughs> well, I, I think he had a problem with it at all. Like he didn't want nothing to do with it. It seemed like in the movie. Well, yeah, that's why I'm not a serial killer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the only reason. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That and it seems like a lot of work. <laughs> it definitely seems like a lot of work and a lot of work. Seems like a lot of digging, yeah. and I'm, you know, I don't, I don't want to do that. Right, I don't want to look over my shoulder from now on, thinking somebody's looking for me. <laughs> yeah, like uh, why are you out back digging six foot holes? No reason. No reason. <laughs> did we cover a whole movie like that? <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> All right. Speaking of movies, we covered. Why don't you do our plugs? <laughs> well, you should go check out the Burbs Minute if you want to know what we're talking about, and uh, where we did the Tom Hanks movie, The Burbs, one minute at a time, and now we're at the Jane Silent Bob Minute. We did uh, Clerks. I almost said we, we did Mallrats. We almost did Mallrats. <laughs> we're almost there. <laughs> we did Clerks one minute at a time, and now we're working our way through Mallrats. We're on DuelingGenre.com with a bunch of other ones, like Rocky Minute, Cornetto Minute, Back to the Future Minute. And yeah, that's about it for this minute. You got anything else, Jim? Uh, no. show was a piece of shit, Chris. <laughs> it sure was. Listen, every time somebody buys a shirt or a notebook, we get money. And you sold a lot of those? I bought a notebook. Are you done yelling at me?